Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. This week, you have just me, but I promise you won't mind. One question I get asked often is how to incorporate the curriculum into my speech sessions, especially when you have students in different classrooms or teachers aren't providing you with that information. What can we do on our end? So I'm going to share with you one little trick that I like to do that helps me feel that I'm incorporating the curriculum without really doing so. And that is by getting my hands on the curriculum maps that the teachers are using. So the teachers in your building or your district might be at different points or might be using different specific materials to teach. They might be using different novels, different texts, different articles, but they all have different standards they are required to meet, whether it is by the state or whether it is by the district. So for example, I just Googled an ELA curriculum map for fifth grade, and I got the New York State curriculum map on the Exchange New York. I didn't track every different state, so that's something you might be able to get your hands on. But you can also check your district's website, and you can get access to the various curriculum maps, possibly that way, or go to an administrator and say, hey, I'm trying to incorporate more of my curriculum into my speech sessions. And I want, and I'm sure they won't mind. It's probably in a shared file or folder somewhere where they can give you access to it. Now, what do we do once we have that piece of information? It's not a matter of going, you know, topic by topic and, and finding materials to incorporate those specific topics. 
It's more to get an idea of what the standards are that students that you are working with are expected to achieve in their classrooms. What skills are they expected to be meeting by the end of the school year? So for example, I looked up some random district. I don't even know who or where they are from, but I just looked at it and I don't care necessarily what text they are using, but it says here that they're learning. They have to be expected to understand transition words, for writing, that's something that we can be working on in speech. Summarizing, elaborating on ideas, establishing and making maintaining a focus, organizing an essay based on a purpose appropriate to an audience. So we can teach how to, you know, shift and change from who you are writing to uh, for that. Develop topic sentences and supporting with details using graphic organizers. These are all things where we should be doing anyway in our speech room. So it just kind of verifies and makes me feel that what I'm doing in my speech room is relevant to the curriculum and to the classroom. And it does tie in. And I can easily just remind my students like, hey, you might be doing things like this in your classroom, but these are different ways to feel successful in those tasks and doing those skills. I'm just browsing this one that says, you know, use appropriate language and detail and format for a specific audience, understanding narrative, persuasive and expository to essay writing, using technology. That's just for example on that one. So if I look on my Exchange New York uh, curriculum map, it show different modules that the students are supposed to be going through. One is to become a close reader and writing to learn stories about human rights. So I can find, if I knew that my entire building is working on human rights in the first quarter, I can incorporate those themes while working on my speech goals. And then says module two, they're researching and building knowledge and teaching others. One module they're working on gathering evidence. So I get to see the different tier two words that these teachers might be utilizing in the classroom. They might be using the word knowledge, supporting, perspectives, considering, gathering. So I can easily just skim and get an idea of just those different tier two words that the teachers are probably using in the classroom that I can help my students better understand and use. So when they hear the teachers using those terms or see it in an assignment, they know what is expected of them because we've already drilled and utilized the vocabulary in a variety of ways. And, And we've also tackled how to use context clues when you hear those terms and try to determine the meanings of them. So you can easily take just what you can find available via Google or asking an administrator. And like I said, it's not necessarily to go, okay, they're working on parts of a cell. How can I incorporate parts of a cell into my speech room? But a lot of times it shows standards that they have to be meeting while working on those different topics and and what kind of tier two vocabulary words like compare, predict, infer, assume, conclude, summarize, explain. We might see those types of words in the curriculum app. And those are the things that we can incorporate into our speech room. Does it have to be hand in hand exactly when the teachers are doing it? No, because these are things that the students are expected to get to by the end of the year, just like our speech goals. But it gives us a framework and idea of what our students are expected in the classroom. This way, because we, we have so many other things going on. We don't have time to run around the buildings or email every single teacher and be like, hey, what is going on? What is going on? What are you doing? What are you doing? And I don't know about you. If I ask my students what they're doing in their classrooms, I get like blank stares. 
right? Just like when they ask when you someone asks them what they did in speech, they just say playing games, right? You never really get the answer that you expected or intended. So that is my best advice and way to incorporate the curriculum without really doing so is getting your hand on those curriculum maps, which gives you an idea of what the teachers are expected to accomplish, what standards they're expected to accomplish. And it gives you a little bit more than just looking up common core standards. Because one, you know, not every state does the common core standards, but also buildings have also different initiatives. Like my building one year was really focusing on tier two vocabulary. Like that was a big, heavy thing. They were really pushing vocabulary. And we had to display these tier two vocabulary words in every room in the building because, you know, us displaying it is really going to make an impact, right? But, you know, they tried hard, but they had every building or district might have an initiative that they're trying to accomplish based on test results from the previous year, a benchmark testing what they realize the students are st- continuing to struggle with. I'm not saying, you know, we have to be at every team meeting and every faculty meeting being ready to go and learning about what they're doing at the exact moment. But sometimes having just those people pieces of information could help us make sure our speech sessions, especially with our older ones, are relevant and appropriate to what's going on in the academic curriculum. Okay, so I hope you found this helpful. I hope you're thinking about how you can get your hands on a curriculum map and how you can utilize it to interpret what is going on in the classroom and how you can incorporate those skills and strategies in your speech room, but also showing your students how when you're teaching them these strategies, we're not just practicing over and over again something and expecting different results. We're teaching them how to get to those, you know, that finish goal or how to accomplish that task in a different way than the teachers are teaching it to them. Because if they are able to grasp it the way the teachers are teaching it to them, we don't need to be doing it in our speech room. So we don't want to be doing the exact same materials as the teachers are doing because it's not sticking. We need to teach it differently. But we can have that piece of information and that awareness of what's going on in the classroom without having to spend the time in the classroom because we know we don't always have that kind of time. And we also know we don't have that common planning time to plan with the teachers. But instead, you can also use this to you know, give the teacher some input, like, hey, I know you're going to be working on this skill or concept next month. Here are some things that I use with my speech that I used with student X or XYZ, and they, it would help them tackle the skill. So it can give you that preparation to give those teachers some heads up on whether they incorporate those strategies in their classroom or not. That is up to them. But we can provide them with that piece of information and that carryover piece to help our students succeed as much as possible. Okay. Cause I know there's different, everyone has their own different styles. Some people like to have the students bring their work with them to speech and help them out with that. Some SLPs are doing push-in and doing a lot of co-teaching with the teachers to help incorporate the language goals while working on in the classroom with the teacher. But sometimes when we are doing that pull-out speech, it's not always so easy to have that classroom connection. And having that just awareness of what the different initiatives are, what things they're noticing around the building or district that they're hoping to accomplish, what standards they are needing to meet, what kind of vocabulary terms or tier two words our students are being exposed to on a regular basis, maybe some themes of topics of modules or books or novels that the teachers are going to be using. If we can get our hands on that piece of information, that is a way that we can have that classroom tie connection into our speech closet, right? We always are trying to find ways. Our ultimate goal is our students don't need us, right? How can we be, we can't be a fly on the wall in the classroom all the time for our students, but we can bring in some of those concepts 
into the speech room to show our students that they can be successful. And I hope you found this helpful. If you did, please let me know. Send me a DM, send me an email, smoke signal something. I really hope you found this helpful in a way of just thinking outside the box on how you can bring in the curriculum without really doing so and without having to run around and spend hours researching and learning what topics are being discussed. We can bring in those concepts and skills and maybe themes. We are good to go. And we are ready to help our students be super successful and build their confidence. And we can feel more confident knowing that we are helping our students the best way possible. So I always end my episodes with a joke. So I am going to do that as well. Why didn't the sun go to college? Because it already had a million degrees. But um, ching just even a joke. If your students are working on space thematic vocabulary, you can just use a thematic joke of the week according to that theme. <laughs> Again, if you just just to review, get those curriculum maps. Help our students be super successful. And I will see you next week on another episode of SLP Coffee Talk, the podcast here for you that gives you that jolt of inspiration you need when you need it most. Bye, guys. Stay out of trouble. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at www.speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you are there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.